Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Pro, joined, as always, by my co-host, Jay Torres. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Nick? Um, I feel like whenever I talk to you, whenever we record, I'm always tired. <laughs> I'm not always <laughs> this tired. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's always on a Monday or a Tuesday, and we record at night at night. So, like, we've had a full day of work and yes. stuff at home and you know, I look forward to recording, but man, I'm just always beat. I'm not always like this, I'm, I promise. <laughs> I had, I probably, I don't, last show I was pretty good. I was pretty quote unquote normal. Yeah. The show before that and the two shows before that, if that makes any sense, I was pretty sluggish to be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> and Mondays, that- like you said, Mondays can be rough, but if, the, if you have like a long weekend yeah. where you're traveling or whatever, you know, coming in and doing the show on, on Monday night can, uh, yeah. can prove to be a little bit, I don't want to say challenging, but I, I can definitely, you know, um, relate on that note. And I've definitely found that when we do our show beer, it, it gives me a little... Gives me a little pep in my step. So <laughs> I, I wanted to apologize for <laughs> the end of last week's episode. <laughs> that was um, we we just moved in, and I was you know I started drinking like in the afternoon. Once I started, I'm like I'm done packing for the for the day. I need to unwind, and one drink turned into another, turned into another, and then we recorded. And by the end of the show, I was just kind of like. I, I think I caught myself slurring and then <laughs> I actually forgot what we we're going to pick up for this week's beer. And I was like, Nick, hey, what? did we did, did we decide on a show beer? And you were just like cracking up. So I apologize. <laughs> I had a rough no moving need. weekend, but uh, today's not as bad as, as last week. So I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get into some uh, some weekend recaps. Jay, you had uh, some fun times this past weekend. Why don't you let the listeners know what uh, you did? Yeah, so we continue to unpack and we're slowly getting settled. Um, but the highlight of the weekend was we, our family went to Six Flags Great America and I'd never been, I've been to Six Flags in in Southern California, Magic Mountain, um, but I'd never been to Great America. And um, daughter, she plays in uh, softball league at her school and they just wrapped up their last game last week and kind of as like a end of the season type uh, celebration uh, we took the the kids to great america and uh you know her classmates showed up and along with their parents you know we took the little one and it was it was surprisingly not busy so um i've, I've been to disneyland a number of times uh, universal studios and I, you know, I don't know. I just hate big crowds, especially when it's like super crowded. But mm-hmm. the weather wasn't too hot. It was it was actually pretty cool. So I wasn't, you know, annoyed of walking around and like sweating all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't crowded at all. Lines were pretty short and we had a good time overall. Um, nice. As far as as far as beer. Oh, I um on your recommendation, I went to BevMo and picked up a four pack of Modern Times Critical nice. Band. Dude, so good. Um, good stuff, I finished, right? yeah, good stuff. Uh, I finished up my last can. I had one for for dinner. There it <laughs> is. Yeah, uh, four seven five. I, I'm I'm hesitant to give it a perfect five, but it was it was damn good. Yeah, and not to sound like a broken record, but just to quickly chime in, the the fact that Modern Times is putting this out as their one of their widespread seasonals, which means it does have. Distribute. I wouldn't say national distribution, but sure. whatever their distribution channels are, and 
it be not just that, but it be the caliber of their quote unquote special releases uh, that they do, like many breweries, where it's direct from the direct from them, direct from the brewery that you can't buy in Bevmo or Whole Foods or whatever. The fact that they were able to accomplish that with the critical pan, critical band is to me very exciting, and I can't wait for them to continue to oh, do yeah. that and hopefully expand. And, and do more of that. So yeah, that's if, awesome. if they if they still have some cans left at Whole Foods um, or Bevmo, I'm gonna pick up yeah. another four pack. That's so good. I oh mean, yeah, it, it was yeah. like ten bucks for for yeah for a four pack, and it's, it's so good. So yeah, yeah. Highlight of my weekend was was definitely Great America and picking up that Modern Times. Very nice. Very what nice. About, Jay. Well, what about you? Well, um, I think uh, we both somehow ended up. You know, you know, subconsciously planning or, or ended up going to amusement parks on the same weekend. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah, that's was. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually took a trip to LA. It was actually me this time, believe it or not. And uh, my wife and I headed down to Universal Studios Hollywood. And it's kind of a, a yearly, uh, I don't want to say pilgrimage, but a yearly trip. It's our yearly tradition. That's what I'm going for. And we attend Halloween Horror Nights. So if, oh, uh, hell no. <laughs> some of you may or may not be familiar with this. It's um, uh, for Universal Studios. They're pretty famous for it. They do it uh, at the Hollywood location. They do it at their Orlando location. And they may even do it at their Singapore location. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that they do. And what they do is they essentially transform the entire park into a big old haunted house yeah and and basically they they have all these mazes they use a lot of their movie properties oh that's uh, jason right. freddie michael myers the walking dead oh man yeah so on and so on <laughs> and it just the the environment the ambiance that they're able to create is just it's it's incredible to me it's second to none i've been to a few other haunted houses mainly like small time production type things and just the scale and and the level of quality that they're able to accomplish with the makeup, the the again the environment. I mean, you're walking around. It's it's you go at, it's at night, you know, and there's there's smoke going around everywhere. There's guys dressed up running running around with with fake chainsaws, you know, jumping <laughs> no. out and scaring you. No I mean, way. it's oh yeah, it's 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 really really amazing. And the the maze quality, the level of the detail that they go into, and and the um just yeah, all the references to the movies that you grew up on that you enjoy, or, and even modern stuff, you know, like Insidious or Saw or whatever it is. Oh, crazy. Uh, just, yeah, it's just just the production value is off the charts. So we, we go pretty much every year. Uh, we had a great time down there this year. And speaking of beer, we've been going since 2000, I want to say 2010 or 2011. And one of the things that we were always very disappointed about was the fact that they did not serve alcohol in the park for for Halloween Horror Nights. So um, it was always one of the, just kind of like a running, I don't want to say a running gag, but like a running joke kind of reference that my wife and I had between ourselves that, you know, darn, you know, another year, <laughs> there's no beer, there's uh -huh. no alcohol, ah, you know. But anyway, it wasn't like it just, you know, ruined anything. It was just would have been nice to have, right? Yeah. So this year, finally, first year that I'm ever aware, or maybe even if they did this years back and they stopped doing it, but it, I, I would say in the in the past seven or eight years, they actually allowed alcohol. And it was cool because they did it. They could have done it in other spots, but the, the area that I noticed that they did it was in 
I guess you can call it, I, I was going to say Simpsons land, in Springfield. So if you, <laughs> you're familiar with, with Halloween yeah. Horror Nights, Jay, of course, you're a big, uh, excuse me, not Halloween Horror Nights, but Universal Studios, Jay, you're a big Simpsons fan. Yeah. Um, they have a really awesome Springfield Simpsons themed land and they have the duff brewery and then right across from the duff brewery they have moe's so um we went to the duff brewery side and i actually had a duff light for the first time (laughs) and for for nostalgia or for the novelty factor it was awesome i was just like yeah you know took pictures and all that i was all excited um for taste yeah it's like water right i did I did check it in. I did check it oh, in, by the way. Oh, so I didn't even check. I did not give it a rating. Oh, um, Because okay. that's not what it was about. It was just about... Experience. You know, yeah, exactly, the experience. I mean, two things for me, it was, you know, obviously, I love The Simpsons as well, and, you know, actually drinking, quote-unquote, Duff, and the second thing is that they are actually serving alcohol. They were very strict, however. They were, like, two-drink maximum, oh. no exceptions. They gave you a wristband. They were that's just like, smart. Ah. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the reason why it clearly previously that they didn't allow it was they don't want people getting all drunk and sure. running around and doing and there's kids stuff. there there aren't that many actually kids oh for um, i mean for I, halloween yeah there, there's not yeah, kids, but yeah, just be, during the normally, day <laughs> exactly normally i would say that there there were there aren't any kids this year it was weird we did notice that there were a few young kids going around with their parents and i was just like man I don't know about that. I mean, it's intense. I mean, <laughs> no, it, I know it doesn't happen a lot. Not to sound all like macho, like oh, they don't scare me, but you know, they, I mean, come on, let's just kind of yeah. be real here. But this year, there were a couple times where I legitimately was like, <gasps> you know, and just got <laughs> yeah, got completely spooked and like they legit scared me. You know, so I was just like ah. So anyway, if that if you're into that, if you really love horror movies and um, attending haunted houses, if you're in the LA area, and even if you're not, um, it's I in my opinion, it's it's worth flying down and and checking it out. And if you do do this, this here's a pro tip, everyone. It's a little on the expensive side, but trust me, you'll thank me later. Get the front of the line passes oh. because the lines are ridiculous. They're they're standard amusement park lines, but like to the max. And once you get the front of the line passes, there's no going back. You, you, it's literally what it sounds like. Go to the front of the line. They let you right in. Yeah. Go on all the rides in, in a reasonable amount of time. You can go to all the rides as opposed to just going to you know two or three because you have to wait in line for two hours for each one. Um, so anyway, that it, it was awesome. Um, didn't have the best quality beer, but it was still fun. However, I did manage to sneak over to good old Monkish itself. Oh yeah, and, down, you're and, down there, duh. And I'm kind of going backwards. It actually turned out um, I landed. I got a text from my brother, and he said, "Double can release right now." <laughs> and I just, I almost like jumped out of the plane. I almost, you know, hit the emergency latch and did that inflatable slide ran over there. I I was was pumped up uh, because one of the two can releases was one that, I mean, I have referenced, um, I guess you could call them, uh, you can call them the the predecessors of the can release and and I'll explain. Um, One of my top double IPA picks from a couple episodes ago was uh, Beyond Atomically and I explained on that episode that they're Monkish the series of beers. So they do foggy window, foggier window, foggiest window, life is foggy, et cetera, et cetera. Atomically is one of their series. And the maximum that the atomic series got up to was beyond atomically, which to me was like one of my favorite double IPAs. Mm-hmm. Well, the release on Friday, one of the releases was the triple IPA version of that, which is called um, Socrates. Oh man, I keep forgetting the second word. Socrates. Ah, here it is. Socrates philosophies. 
and hypotheses. And if you're familiar with Wu-Tang Clan, um, you'll get the reference. It's the first verse of the Triumph song was their, uh, on their second oh, album. Oh, yes, their first big yes. single. So the first verse uh, is Inspected Deck. And that's where, you know, he starts, I bomb atomically and then oh, yeah. and so on and so on. So um, I'm just, let's just leave it as I was very excited that they released that can. I'll leave it at that for now. Um, other beers that I sampled while I was there, uh, really real double IPA was my first time having that. It was great. Largely galaxy hops in that one. And one that I have had before, but seems that they've improved upon it, which is to me, it's like, how could you even do that? I mean, it's just so, so good, uh, which is Foggy Window, uh, double IPA. And I checked that one in really, really, I gave it a four or five, um, really, really good. But the Foggy Window gave it a, gave it a straight five. Wow. Um, one nice. of the best double IPAs. Crazy. And kind of rethought my list for a second almost that I, that I gave uh, the other show and I mean, it's definitely in the top 10 of all time for me, and it could possibly even be in the top five. I mean, it was it was, it was was tremendous. So always great to be able to visit Monkish. Uh, really excited again about that can release. By the way, the other can was a Pilsner, which actually by the time I got to the to the front of the line was was sold out. So oh. I wasn't able to, to try that. And uh, I think it was on draft, but I was just yeah. way too excited about the double IPAs, <laughs> needless to say. So I didn't get to try that. But, um, you know, maybe in a future future show we'll, we'll we may comment on uh the socrates a bit so nice sounds like you had a, a packed weekend as well <laughs> indeed indeed it, it definitely went well all right um there's a bit of news uh that we want to touch on before we get into our show beer um pixel xl2 do you have some news to share with us nick i received my pixel xl2 oh, there you go and activated it on thursday night so I left to LA Friday morning, so was able to activate it. I actually had to buy a SIM card. It was weird. I had to buy a SIM card at Best Buy. It was a Boost Mobile SIM card that actually hmm. came with three of them. One of them for Boost, the other one for, I want to say Project Fi. Don't quote me on that. Ooh. And the other one for Sprint. It was just weird. It, it, with Sprint, they have a lot of very... I don't know, unique proprietary SIM cards that work on only certain phones. It's not like an iPhone. You can just swap That's, SIMs pretty much hmm. with any modern one. So yeah, it was kind of weird, but um, I called the uh, the customer care and it it's funny. I tried to go online and I kept going to different links and it wouldn't let me click on certain links to talk to a customer service agent. It kept t- telling me that the, that the site was down and to try back later because it was down, of course, for oh. iPhone 10 pre-orders. Oh, so, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. At first, I was kind of like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to do this? But I actually got through. I called 611, and a very nice lady helped me activate it and have been putting it through its paces. Uh, the number one thing I did want to comment on, is the screen as bad as they say it is? And without going on too, too long about this, I will say yes and no. Okay. Uh, the reason I say yes and no, yeah, the reason I say yes is because the elements that I mentioned last episode, the screen kind of graininess or grittiness at low levels of brightness, and especially the blue tint when you shift the phone. Yeah, yeah. Those things are there, okay? Right, okay. I, I'm not going to try to just, oh, well, you really got to... No, no, no. They're, if you look close enough, if you quote-unquote pixel peep, they are there. They are noticeable. They are present. They're there, okay? However, I will... Yes and no, okay. Um, is it something that in using the phone on a day-to-day regular basis as you would normally use a smartphone, a cell phone, whatever, whatever you want to call it, are those elements 
noticeable to the point that they make the phone difficult or impossible to use, I will absolutely say no to that. I figured. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, to me, they've been really blown out of proportion. Again, I, this is not my primary phone. Um, if it was my primary phone, I may, I don't know, I, I may be more critical of it, uh, admittedly. But for my usage and for what I need it for as a work device, as, as a really just a workhorse, I mean, that's the primary use of it that I use it for. It's really all I use it for. It works, and it actually works so well that I will say, despite the screen flaws, it is the best Android phone that I've ever used, hands down, and nothing comes close to it. It's, it's the first time that I've ever used an Android phone, and the feel of the phone, the smoothness, the responsiveness, the, the overall um, performance of the phone matches or exceeds that of the iPhone. Interesting. I I'm, I want to play with it next time we uh, yeah, we hang it, out. It, it's like I, I like I knew from the first Pixel that that was a big selling point, and, and yeah. in reading reviews and looking and kind of messing with them at stores and whatnot, I knew it, and I was and I was I was looking forward to it. I was anticipating it, but after using Android or have I, I've been using Android now since I don't again like 2011 ish or so 2012. I, I still was blown away by just how high quality the experience and Android um, Oreo 8.0 is on the Pixel. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're an Android fan enthusiast, if you're looking again for, for your next Android phone, I don't wanna say ignore the screen issues, be aware of them, be conscious of them, but grab a phone, go to a Verizon store, go to a Best Buy, wherever they have it on display, use it, check it out, in my opinion, just everything that I just said outweighs the screen issues. Best Android phone ever. I'm keeping it, and I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to have it. So, two thumbs up for me. Are you going to over to the to the dark side, Nick? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, never, never. No, no, I definitely. It's it's pretty much always going to be never. Um, I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I guess there's the old saying, "Never say never." But no, no, I'm not. Um, I, I guess you could say I'm. I'm more. I'm, I feel more fortunate to be able to use both on, that's, on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah, that's and cool. it's it. Yeah, and and by the way, um, and we'll probably we should probably talk about this. Uh, you know, like future episode, um, it probably would be its own topic unto itself, or maybe a, a shootout or a comparison, if you will. But the camera, the camera is, <laughs> it's incredible. It it, right. it 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 lives. It it blows past the hype. Um, that's. You know the number one thing that's mentioned on reviews. You may have heard of it. How high quality it is. It's 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 amazing. It's seriously the the the, the best thing about the phone besides the interface and the user experience. And I'm very anxious to see how the 10 stacks up to it because oh man, it's <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Cool. Uh, looking forward to once we get our tens. But before. We jump too far ahead. We have to crack open our, our show beer, and worked, up, worked this, up a little bit of a parched uh, throat after yeah, that uh, yeah. that rant about the pixel there. Uh, so this week's show beer is Choco Vesa from Stone Brewing down in San Diego, uh, Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah, and uh, this is one of my favorite stouts, really of all time. Um, I I read about it. I saw it. I may have actually I may have seen it just on display at Bevmo 
one time roaming the aisles and uh-huh. kind of looked and said, oh, that looks interesting, and picked it up on a whim. And, you know, first time I ever had it, I think it was probably two, three years ago. It came out, let's see, 2000. Well, 14. it was first brewed in 2014. I think it became available from Stone in 2015. So I want to say two years ago. Um, it's it, it really is one of the best best outs that I've ever had. I love the flavor profile on this, the combination of, of flavors that they achieved on it. And, you know, Jay, I was going to, I did do a copy and paste job here in the notes and <laughs> was going to read the one that I copied, that I pasted here. But they, what they've been doing is they've been subtly, I, I, I noticed these weird things. I don't know. I love reading product descriptions. They've been switching it up pretty much every single year. They've really quickly too, I just want to say that, that what they definitely have switched up is the actual title, the, the subtitle, excuse me, of the actual beer. Okay. Um, this year it says, like you said, Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. Last year it said, um, it said Chocovesa for the holidays, for for the Christmas and the holiday season or something like that. Yeah, and then like in another another year, I think the year before that it said Mocha Stout or something. I mean, they've been, they, basically what I'm saying is they've been experimenting with that subtitle to, I guess, best advertise or capture what the beer is. Okay. Um, I think I think I like this one the best because that's the best way to describe it. And maybe not everyone has had Mexican hot chocolate or knows exactly what it is, but I think it I think it best represents what the beer is and and, and what the flavors are. But anyway, Jay, um, why don't you share with us the back of the bottle if you yeah. could, and just give yeah. us a little little bit of rundown because I think it, it really captures where the beer is at this point. Is is the it's a better write up than what I had in our show notes here. Okay. There's nothing like making a beer so beloved that people feel compelled to campaign for its return. So, in the spirit of the holiday season, we are very pleased to give our fans the number one item on their wish list. As illustrated by the avalanche of social media requests, that is Stone Chocovesa, an insanely delicious take on Mexican hot chocolate brewed with cocoa, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. First brewed in 2014 with San Diego home brewer Chris Banker after his recipe won our annual homebrew competition, this imperial stout is layered with smooth roastiness, semi-sweet chocolate, and a touch of spice. Thanks entirely to you, this creamy mocha stout has gone from initially being a one-time offering to a yearly tradition. Happy holidays from all of us to you, from all of us to all of you, and feel free to con- continue enjoying it long into the spring and summer as this gem will age beautifully and is definitely not exclusive to the winter season. Nice. So, you know, one of the things that I noticed when I first poured this out, um, on the in the head uh, mm-hmm. of the of the beer, it, it mentions that there's you know peppers in there. If you look, you can see mm-hmm. some red fleck uh, flecks of pepper. I just noticed that <laughs> on, on top. That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. I've had this so many times, and I've never noticed that. I've always I've never I've, seen always, that. I think I have noticed it, but I thought it was just kind of like a dark spot. You know, in that in that area yeah. of the head, but I no, but there's totally a bunch of like their, little red spots all I over the to- place. I totally see them right here in, crazy. Right in the middle. They kind of yeah. kind of accumulated right there. Cool. Um, speaking of that, uh, I, I'm on the nose. I'm definitely smelling the peppers. I'm smelling chocolate, a, pure, <laughs> and, and yeah, no, some no, of the oh, spiciness. Oh no, 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 absolutely. Chocolate is the number one. It's it's. I don't say overpowering on the nose, but I'm I'm getting mostly chocolate, uh, yeah. roasted malts. A uh, little bit of the peppers coming in as well, uh, maybe a little bit of the nutmeg as well coming through on the aroma, and 
Yeah, it smells like it smells like some strong Mexican hot chocolate. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's completely dark. Um, I'm yeah. holding it up to the light. I can't even the the you know illumination from the light doesn't even like peek through at all. It's just completely opaque. Yeah, and it's and it's really that br- that that kind of that brownness of the head. I think kind of spills over at least to my eye, and it's I wouldn't call it quite as black as say something like the kbs that we had on the show in my opinion um it is it is almost completely black and completely dark but it has a little tinge of that brownness yeah. that really gives it a nice hue and and, and dare i say almost like kind of like a very deep ruby red tinge to yeah, it i think can... it's that it's that brownness that i'm, that yeah. I'm seeing yeah it looks looks and, and smells great jay what do you say let's uh Raise one up here. Let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I was gonna say, good thing it's been it's been it's been getting colder, so this is kind mm-hmm. of appropriate for the weather. Finally, mm-hmm. mm. this is good. Oh man! So, what's the uh, ABV? It's uh, low eights. Eight point one. Eight point one. Does not taste like that whatsoever. No, no. Um a lot of character. All the flavors are, are are just kind of bouncing around in my mouth. I mean, you get the chocolate up front. It's it's more like a milk chocolate for me. I get yeah, for me, I get dark chocolate, a lot you of coffee. Dark. Yeah, you, the coffee. Yeah, I can't forget the coffee. Hello, the coffee mm-hmm. is there. I think it's very well balanced. Um, milk. I don't know why I'm getting milk chocolate. It's weird. I I, I want to say dark chocolate, but I think. The chocolate that I'm getting is a tad on the sweet side, but pleasantly, and I and I think that it's maybe it melding with that cinnamon and that nutmeg and the, and the vanilla flavors that are there. Oh, they just it's it's just it, I'm I'm picturing a nice <laughs> hot cup of Mexican hot chocolate, but like swirled. You know what I mean? Like you get a spoon in there and you get all those flavors and you get all those elements and you just kind of swirl them around. That's kind of the 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 kind of the effect that I'm getting with all these flavors swirling around in my mouth. It's just, oh, tastes. You can, I can sense the peppers, not in like the, uh, like a habanero type, um, like burn or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's, um, it's there. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's similar to like alcohol burn, mm-hmm. but it's, um, if you know that it's there, you'll, you'll, you'll notice it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Stone, just based on what we tried on the show, we seem to have a really good grasp in terms of utilizing hot peppers and mm-hmm. delivering the pepper flavor without that, without too much of that bite or that spiciness. And obviously, that of course, that entails removing the seeds and all that. Of course, hello. But it, it, it. I think there's something to be said about incorporating the hot pepper, but not making it like oh you know and i think i'm gonna go back to a beer that i've never even had but i know you've had jay and we we've mentioned it before when talking about beers with hot peppers but something like a habanero sculpin which i've heard from you and from various other (laughs) shaking (laughs) (laughs) would not drink again yeah but you know because there's just there's too much of it there right way too much yeah it's overpowering and but this is like it's it's balanced. This is perfectly balanced. Like oh. all the flavors that they mention in, in the description, you get a little bit of chocolate. You get um, some of the the coffee. You, you, you sense the peppers. 
mm-hmm. uh, the the sweetness of the vanilla, and mm-hmm. it's it just every every sip that you take, um, something else pops out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all work perfectly mm-hmm. together. They all they all work in harmony to deliver this effect, and it 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 finishes. It drinks like maybe like a six point five or a seven. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no like even no when I drink burn. it, there's no. There's no burn. It's not warm going down to your stomach no. or anything like that. Um, no, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and and the flavors too. I, I do have to just mention that the flavors, the flavors are produced and they come off to my palate at least very authentically. Very na- they, they they taste natural. They they don't taste at all. There's no element in there that tastes artificial in any way. Not to say that they would, or that would be something that would be a possibility, but it, it's just again, it's it's very, it just it's very authentic in the sense that you know this the, this would be something that I could see being served, you know, at a, at, a, at a Mexican restaurant, you know, somewhere in, in yeah. Mexico, and it be the, like the like the the house specialty, and you know, chocolate, and <laughs> and you know, like you can only buy this at this certain restaurant in this certain town or whatever in this pueblo whatever it is so um no i just ever since i first tasted it and you know my palate i guess i've been reading certain reviews and i've seen a couple people checking it on untapped um it tastes the same to me it tastes consistent um the finish is very lingering i will say um the more i drink it the more i take sips i am noticing that Really on the back end of my tongue and in my throat area, I'm, I'm still kind of. It, there's still that bitterness being present there, but it's it's weird because it's not like a hot bitterness. It's more like a um, it's more like a chocolate. dark. There exactly, yep. it's more dark like that chocolate. dark chocolate or that what I would say. Honestly, it reminds me of like semi sweet chocolate. Yeah, like baking, more than anything. Yeah, and it's kind of lingering. Yeah, it's kind of lingering in the back of my um, of my throat. Has do I remember that being there? I don't. I don't entirely. Um, is it entirely pleasant? Eh. But the <laughs> nice thing, but the nice thing, however, is that it it is it is on the dry side, and it does inspire me to take another sip. And then once you take another sip, it's kind of like you get that whole rush and yeah. effect of all those of all those flavors melding together, and it's just it's just great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, man. So we will continue to finish this beer. Actually brought another bottle just in case i finish this first one (laughs) but we will uh uh give our rating at the end of the show so uh, we will move on to our next topic uh so nick well how was your last thursday evening what'd you do it actually went very well i was enjoying a nice cold pressed ipa from alvarado Alvarado. street by the way quick shout out for that and that was in one hand, and my iPhone was in the other because I was furiously um, <laughs> force quitting and relaunching the Apple Store app in anticipation or in an attempt to pre-order the iPhone <laughs> 10. Yeah, okay. So by the time this is uh, published, it will be November 3rd, Friday, which is when everyone gets their first uh, wave of iPhone 10 orders. So I th- our tech topic today for today is obviously the iPhone 10. Uh, mm-hmm. We both pre-ordered last week and we're anxiously waiting. Uh, so n- like Nick, I was furiously refreshing my Apple Store app 
uh, mm-hmm. to place my order. Nick, how did your experience go? It overall went well because, spo- spoiler alert, I actually was able to secure in-store pickup for Friday the 3rd. Today, nice. if you're listening. Yes, um, that is not to say that I was not a little bit worried and I didn't start sweating a little bit and <laughs> my hands got a little clammy and, and, and very damp as well because I, first of all, was in, and I just kind of referenced it a minute, a minute ago, but um, the reason that I was force quitting and restarting and Jay was refreshing was because, and those of you who tried to pre-order are familiar with this, the, the actual page... The store did not go live until about what twelve oh seven Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it was a, it, it was a few minutes. It was yeah. Over it varied for, for different people. I noticed on yeah. Twitter that um, some people got in. I was still refreshing, mm-hmm. but man, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't right at twelve oh one like they no. usually are. Yeah, I was really surprised at that, and just kind of again kept doing kept doing. It. I finally got in and went in there and just. You know, boom, boom. Selected a uh, you know two fifty six AT and T, and I got to a certain screen. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I I do believe it had. I think it may have been something for my my shipping address or a phone number or something on my account, and and it was kind of already pre filled in, and I hit next, and it said this does not match. So right then, I really started sweating uh-oh, because uh-oh. yeah yeah, and I was <laughs> I was kind of like oh oh wait a minute. And I put in the right number, so I went to the next screen. And then finally, when I was doing Apple Pay, it I was trying to do Apple Pay, and my thumb was super sweaty, by the way. So I was just like, <laughs> ah. And I was like, okay, cool. It still works. And then it said, oh, please resolve or please select your billing address. And I was like, it never does this. So at this point, I'm like, it's like the waterworks are coming, right? <laughs> because I'm having flashbacks from last year. And I think I mentioned this on the show, but you did. When I, tried I think pre- you did. Yeah, I tried to pre-order the same exact scenario, same exact situation. Try to pre-order the the seven plus, and my billing address got screwed up in the Apple Store app, and I it my uh, shipping slipped to I don't know five to six weeks, and I said screw it, and I I didn't end up doing it, and I I was like I'm gonna just take my chances and roll the dice and try to do one in store, which I did do within the next like couple weeks, so it kind of worked out. Um, but I legit I when I finally successfully authenticated uh-huh. with my touch ID on, on the, um, you know, in the, in the store, I legit thought I was going to have to wait until December. I, <laughs> I just, or January. I was just like, okay, that's it. At least I tried whatever, but I was just like, oh my God, I, I text first thing, of course, texted Jay said, is this real life? And I posted my, <laughs> my, um, I posted my, uh, confirmation. It said, and said November 3rd in store pickup. So for the first time since, the original iPhone in 2007. I am no. getting an iPhone on launch day. No way! I didn't, I yes. did not know that. Good yes, for you, indeed. man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, I am. Yeah, I am very, very excited to say the least. So nice. <laughs> so Jay, why don't you clue us in? How did it end up going for you? So, so my pre-order experience um, had a few minor hiccups. So, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I think it was like Monday of. Of, of last week or Tuesday, mm-hmm. they actually sent out emails, you know, if, if you want to pre-order. So I went through all those steps, you know, you get, so I did the iPhone upgrade program. You have to get pre-approved because this is, you know, you're t- actually taking out a loan for the mm-hmm. phone. Um, so I did all that, got pre-approved, selected which device. Uh, so this is for my wife and, uh, you know, she, she had gone to bed. So I had her iPad. I installed the Apple store app on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I had everything ready to go, and once midnight rolled around, I started 
you know, checking back in, refreshing, force quitting, you know, pull down to refresh, refresh, mm-hmm. refresh, and then nothing happened. And then I had Twitter open on my phone, just making, you know, just I wanted to see what other nerds were doing <laughs> at midnight. And, you know, they were doing the same thing. And, you know, like you mentioned, the, the store didn't go up for a few minutes after, yeah. after midnight. And, you know, I kept doing it, kept refreshing, and then kept my eyes on Twitter and people were saying, oh, you know, got got in, got out, got my mm-hmm. pre-order November 3rd, good night, and started <laughs> popping up all over the place on Twitter. I was like, crap. Uh, for me, it was still, you know, we've got something in store for you, check back mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And then I busted out my laptop and went to store.apple.com and same mm-hmm. thing. I was like, oh, crap, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to order this phone. It's not gonna come until, you know, like Nick, like until January 2018. <laughs> and then, uh, I started to worry, uh, and then I remembered I did the, you know, the few initial steps, pre-ordering, uh-huh. uh, getting pre-approved, and all that stuff on my wife's phone. So mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I think at this point it was maybe like twelve ten, almost uh, not yet twelve fifteen. So I snuck into the room, and I picked up her phone, and then I launched the Apple Store app from her phone, mm-hmm. and it was live. I was like, "Oh crap." So I went through all the steps to finalize the the order, and by the time I got out, I I think I missed the first sh- wave of shipments, like Unique, November third. So we've got a ship date, uh, November seventeenth through the twenty fourth, which brings us to pretty close to Thanksgiving. But you know, not anything crazy like twenty eighteen January or anything like that. So we're getting it a few weeks after launch day. Mm-hmm. Um, Another hiccup I just noticed. Um, so I mentioned we we just moved, mm-hmm. and I all the billing stuff. Or I'm sorry, I, I changed all my billing ad- mm-hmm. addresses and stuff, but mm-hmm. the shipping stuff is still our old place. Mm. So I tried to call and fix that today, and I think the only thing that I can do is I have to let my complex know that I'm getting a package and to accept oh. it and hold on to it, and then I'll go and get it. Oh. Um, I did the whole. Um, forwarding, but I think that's USPS. So they Apple doesn't do uh, they don't ship postal service. I think it's it's UPS. It is UPS, yeah. So I'm gonna call the leasing office of our old place and say I'm expecting a package. Accept it, hold it. I will I'll run over there and pick it up. Oh, uh, so that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. But either way, if they accept it, that's, that's great. That's best case scenario. Worst case, it gets sent back to like a holding wherever. And, um, I'll just pick it up at one of their local shipping centers. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, 256, 256 gigs white, um, should be getting it November week of November 17th. Hey man, just right before, uh, Thanksgiving. So yeah, 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 right on man. So yeah, no, we'll, uh, obviously be, uh, uh, sharing our, our hands-on experiences, probably me before you, Jay, and um, just it's gonna it's gonna be kind of a long week this week for me. <laughs> I, I can't I'm imagine. Just, oh man, and and you know just kind of hyping myself up, reading stuff online. We actually picked out a couple of interesting links yeah. uh, to share with everyone. Um, even today has been especially exciting, just because Apple did something really unique that that we'll get into in just a bit. But before that, just very quickly. Uh, one thing I noticed that was just I was very shocked. I was honestly very shocked about. And as somebody that regularly shops at Best Buy, um, I've actually 
bought a couple of iPhones there in, in past years and <laughs> just various small electronic items. I was shocked to read that Best Buy is actually charging a premium of $100 on the iPhone 10 in order to buy it through them. And I hate Best actually, Buy. Actually, man, I you know, it, it really caused me to rethink um you know, doing business over there because the the worst part about it, and we'll, we'll have a show up in the show in the show notes, um, a link in the show notes, is that they actually defended it by saying that since they give customers the freedom so to choose stupid. their phones and their phone plans, quote unquote, the way that they want, that sometimes that freedom comes at a cost, and I was I was so turned off by that statement. That's so that stupid. I just was like, I, I was just, I was floored, and obviously, you know, you don't have to buy it there if you don't want. But I've never seen anything like this with any other product or even Apple product at Best Buy, and just couldn't help but say to myself or think, "Wow, they're really trying." It's already it's already over a thousand dollars, and they're trying to make so an extra buck after that. And and clearly, they don't care about attracting people away from other you know retail stores they just you know if they're they're kind of figuring okay if you're gonna buy it with us well hey we're already charging you this much what's an extra hundred dollars if you quote unquote get that freedom well guess what that my that freedom isn't worth an extra hundred bucks for me man sorry that's so stupid i i used to go to best buy all the time to buy cds and dvds when they Mm -hmm. would you know movie releases would come out on like fridays Mm -hmm. and um music would come out on tuesdays if i remember correctly Mm mm-hmm but the last thing I bought from Best Buy was my SNES Classic. Best yeah. Buy is is a bunch of crap. Like, <laughs> um, uh, the, just the people. I mean, not yeah. you know if if you, if I don't know I I I have a a cousin that that works. I don't know if she still does, but she worked mm-hmm. at Best Buy. Uh-huh. You know, it's not indicative of everybody there, but I feel like some of the employees there are not the you know I don't know. Best of the bunch, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, and, and and as a corporation, I I, I don't high, hold them in high regard. Um, and this just like you know, this just uh, you know proves yeah. my point. It's this they're, is, they're they're yeah. charging an extra hundred dollars to give you the freedom, air quotes, to buy the iPhone 10 at Best Buy. And you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure people will will buy it there, um, not knowing or knowing well that. Uh, they're charging the extra hundred bucks and you know, people who are smart are going to go gonna somewhere catch, else. They're going to catch a lot of people off. Yeah, guard. I would have yeah. never, ever, ever guessed this in a million years. I mean that, that anyway, it's so dumb on. anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I think I saw that article and I was just like, I just shook my head once I saw it fly by on Twitter. I was like, that's so stupid. And, and I'm not surprised, but yeah. you know, yeah, you're right. I don't think I've ever seen them do this for an Apple never. product or, or any other product for that mm-hmm. matter. So like, like, you know, oh xboxes or you know video video game consoles you know charging a premium to give them the 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 quote-unquote freedom it's so stupid oh man yeah but you know speaking of (laughs) sorry to say it stupid stupid things (laughs) we have to bring up the next link when you sent this to me jay i well let me let me put it this way i saw the original video that that the article references Mm -hmm. and when you sent this particular link to me i have to say i wasn't surprised not surprised still Still wondered what okay. the heck yeah. these people were thinking. All right. So the link that we're going to post is it says Apple fires iPhone 10 engineer for a viral video. So bef- so the video that they're referencing. So a vlogger posted up a video 
to YouTube, you know, they, she just posted like, oh, this is what I'm doing today, blah, blah, blah. Just so happened that her dad works at Apple and uh, she went to go have lunch with him at the campus cafeteria called Cafe Max. And he works on the iPhone 10. And, you know, I've taken pictures of, pe- of iPhone 10 out in the wild. Everybody's using them, testing them, whatever. And he had one. And she actually filmed uh, her dad's iPhone 10 and showing some of the features. And I read in, in some articles that they actually, like in opening up apps and stuff, they, mm-hmm. she actually filmed like code names for, for software and hardware that haven't been released, just like code names that they use internally. Oh, A lot man. of internal stuff that should not be shared outside of Apple, uh, outside of Apple let alone... Um, on a YouTube video. Yeah. So this video went viral, obviously, because it's, you know, hands-on iPhone 10 before it's actually released. The article that we're going to link to, a business insider, that that dad, that Apple engineer, has now been fired yeah. uh, by Apple because he let his daughter film an iPhone 10 and it got, you know, she posted it on YouTube. Now, and she posted a video after the fact saying that, you know... Um, her dad got fired and, you know, no animosity towards Apple. This is what, you know, they're expected uh, from, the, this is what ex- is expected from them to keep everything secret. And I agree with you. I, I think a lot of people uh, posted this on Twitter that, you know, it's the dad's fault for um, letting his daughter film it. Um, yeah. yeah. Like if, if I were working at Apple and, you know, I had an iPhone 10, I would, you know, I don't know what the, the the terms of the NDA or whatever are. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously, if you're working on this product and you bring it home, obviously your family's going to see it, right? And yeah. you know they're going to know about it, but they're not supposed to like take pictures or videotape or make it public that you know I've held or this is what the iPhone 10 is. And yeah. it, it's totally on the dad. I don't, I mean, I do feel bad, but at the same time, I don't because yeah. he, he should know better than that. Yeah. And, and let's just, let's just officially nominate, um, this, I can't even say one or the other. It's got, let's just say this family for Darren Fireball's jackasses of the week. <laughs> uh, they get, they get the, uh, IBU seal of approval for that. And, um, Ah, just it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. He just lost his job working at Apple Ugh. for something so, you know, he he uh, should know better. So I don't feel. Yeah. I mean, I do feel bad, but I don't. It's it's tough. I don't know. Crazy definitely. story, nonetheless. De- yeah, definitely crazy. Kind of very. You know, it's it's similar to the surprise that many folks that follow Apple, like Jay and I, had today when we noticed that there yes. was a flurry of iPhone 10 activity prior to the normal uh, review cycle where all the major um, tech news outlets start posting their video reviews and written reviews, et cetera, Apple did something that they've never done, which is they they gave access to a bunch of YouTubers for their first impressions on the iPhone X and um, actually even... um, you know, gave early access to one of the original iPhone reviewers, Stephen Levy, and uh, for him to post basically his his review mm-hmm. um, today, Monday, uh, prior to all the news outlets um, posting theirs. So very surprised this morning. 
right, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I think the you know you, first thing that I do when I wake up is I turn off my alarm, and then the the next thing I do is I pick up my phone and I just you know I just scroll through Twitter, yeah. and then like I came across across this link, and I was like. Holy crap! It's a first impression from Wired, and yeah. first thing I did was I copied and pasted to you, yeah. and it's crazy. Uh, Stephen Levy got it, yep. got his hands on an iPhone 10. Uh, he got it yeah. last week, I think he he mentioned in the article. Mm-hmm. So he's been playing it around, playing with it for a week, and he gave his first impressions. And he had, he had a lot of good stuff to say. Uh, mm-hmm. The link will be there. I should have uh, pulled a, a quote from it, but I think uh, I'm going to paraphrase. Yeah. But it's. Uh, Tim, I'm going to mess it up. Tim Cook's, uh, mm-hmm. this, it's not, um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Mm. But it's crazy. Uh, you mentioned the YouTube videos too. And yeah. it's not, it's not like, you know, MKBHD or any of the, the big YouTubers. It's like small, like small time YouTubers. Time. Yeah. yeah. That, that I thought was interesting as well. Um, I noticed there was maybe like a, I don't, I haven't watched all of them. I just watched a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but I think one there was guy, like some fashion Fashion yeah, the, I saw the well. fashion one. One guy had like 57 subscribers and he got access to an iPhone 10. 57 subscribers. Yeah. Wow. And wow. It's crazy. Yeah. The one I did see because I just recently started following him and I, and I really like uh, his video and his, his you know, presentation, presentation style and kind of look, because he's, you know, he's trying to get up to that level of M- MKBHD and you know, all the other folks, Mr. Mobile, but, um, I was really happy to see him oh, there. Okay. He just seems like a, like a genuine, like a, like a good dude. It, it's, um, your average consumer. Yeah. So yeah. I follow are, him too. Yeah, man. So He's I was, cool. I was really happy. I was like, Hey, so, um, <laughs> and he did, he did a good job on his video too. Um, I really liked, yeah, just kind of the way he presented everything and, and, um, yeah, it was just, I was, I was very surprised uh, at Apple strategy and doing this. They'd never done anything like this before. Yeah. Oh, here's, here's the quote. Um, I can't easily dismiss Tim Cook's effusions that this is more than just another iteration. So everyone's saying that the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus is just, you know, TikTok, another, you know, mm-hmm. incremental improvement on the previous generation. But, you know, this guy's saying, it, you know, he can't dismiss what Tim Cook is saying, that this is a bigger leap than that. So yeah, I can't lo- I'm looking forward to to getting the 10. I mean, it's my wife's, but obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with it. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we do have some some kind of some top features listed here. Uh, Jay, we're, we're kind of running a little bit long on time. Uh, what do you say we share with everyone what our number one most anticipated feature is on the iPhone? Um, obviously, I think it's the screen. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 5.8-inch Super Retina HD display. First... Uh, OLED screen on an iPhone, uh, a million to one contrast ratio. So the right. the ratio between the whitest, brightest whites to the darkest, blackest blacks. I mean, I saw it from, from kind of like three feet away. And even then I noticed like that screen is not like my iPhone screen. It's crazy. I'm Yeah. And, and you know, having used Android phones for quite some time now and having used, I used a very early some sort of OLED or LED or something that was on the um, on the I believe it was on the Galaxy Nexus. Android nerds listening, you can feel free to uh, tweet me or, or correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but the ones obviously that I've used most recently were the Nexus 6P, my previous phone, and my current phone, of course, the um, Pixel XL2. And it's 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 very interesting. I'm I'm really anticipating this tremendously 
in the iPhone 10 because, and, and here's the wording, and this is just this kind of best describes it. Okay, and I'll just go ahead and read a, um, a quote here. Uh, and Jay kind of read a little bit of it, but I think it really captures what I'm what I'm saying. The first OLED screen that rises to the standards of iPhone with accurate, stunning colors, true blacks, high brightness, and a million to one contrast ratio. And I think that that really captures the the idea that I'm trying to explain here. And that is that okay, um, LED screens, OLED, whatever. They're they're on the Android side, especially the Samsung. Samsung screens, which most people consider or many people consider to be the leading screens in the cell phone industry, they are kind of quickly becoming the best, the de facto, you know, and people reviewing and looking at it, even if you own like a Note 8 or one of the latest generation Samsung phones, I mean, they've really spent a ton of money, a ton of resources really getting those screens to that level and to that quality. And obviously, the, the screens are manufactured by Samsung, but they're also fine-tuned and, and developed, et cetera, et cetera. Apple is, interestingly enough, using the, the displays for the iPhone ten that are also manufactured from yep. Samsung, yep. but it's adding kind of that Apple special sauce, that quality control that Apple is famous for, um, the, the, the true tone, okay, the HDR capability, um, all these things that Apple has pioneered, the wide color gamut, right? And, and I'm just so anxious i'm so excited to see what that looks like having kind of used both sides and and kind of seeing the 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 pluses and the negatives for both sides and to me based on again it being a samsung screen and it having that apple special sauce to me it it should be or it all signs point to it being the best cell phone display of all time and it goes edge to edge forgot to mention that (laughs) Except for that unibrow, one of the one of the uh, <laughs> one of the, the I forget which one it was. It was another guy that I watched. He called it a unibrow. unibrow. I, was, I laughed. I was like, "Oh my god, that's, that's the best way of putting it." The unibrow. <laughs> um, well, let's. We've talked about our most anticipated Jay. Um, I I guess we could call this next one our most. Mm, I don't know the 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 feature that we're most skeptical about. How's that? And that which, is which one? That is the front facing camera. And not just the front-facing camera, but more than that, face ID. Yeah. So the, the one of the features that they really pushed, or one of the temple features, was uh, face ID. So uh, they're replacing Touch ID, where you unlock your phone and uh, enter your password uh, or uh, use Apple Pay, uh, the fingerprint scanner thing. They're replacing that with face ID, which... Uh, so there's a bunch of sensors... Uh, at the top of the the screen, they've got a camera, an infrared sensor, a 3D dot projector where it's gonna uh, read like your face in 3D. Yeah. Um, so they're moving away from Touch ID and and moving towards Face ID as the way to biometrically unlock or get access to your phone. And you know, I, this is very similar to when. Touch ID first came out, uh, phones, Mm -hmm. laptops have had fingerprint sensors and they weren't the best. And when Apple announced that they're going to have Touch ID, this is how you're going to lock your phone. People were thinking like, oh, fingerprint sensors, they they suck now as they as they are now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be just as crappy on on the iPhone. But as we all found out that Touch ID was good, it's gotten even better with the second generation. It unlocks like 
instantaneously. And I feel like uh, this whole facial recognition, face ID is getting the same uh, skepticism. Mm -hmm. People are thinking that it's easily going to be fooled by a picture or, um, uh, I don't know, uh, like someone holding up the phone to your face or, you know. But the thing with face ID is, you know, it's super accurate. So they say uh, you have to be looking at the phone. You can't be like looking off into the distance. Your attention has to be towards the phone for it to unlock, which is crazy. I don't know how how they do that. We're going to find out once the phones uh, ship. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I believe in Face ID. I want it to work as advertised. But that's the one that I think everybody is kind of like, you know, they have to see it to believe it. Yeah. And and I I would go a step further and say that we are going to need to use it and use it every day a lot the yep. same way we use touch id yeah to believe it and yeah. I, um on one hand i do have that kind of blind belief in apple where it's like okay they are saying that this is the future of biometric identification it's superior in terms of the statistics or the likelihood that you'll get a false positive Compared to Touch ID, I, I believe that 100. Um, and and this is the way that that we're moving forward. However, however, I will say that a few things give me pause. Number one, Touch ID works extremely well. Okay, um, it, it's 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 convenient. It works in tons of scenarios. It's discreet. You know, you, you, you do it with your thumb and unlocks quickly. It, it just works so, so well and it authenticates you and whatever the whatever to one um, ratio is, it's great for me. Never, never <laughs> ran into any problems with it. It just it works flawlessly. And it's I it, see what really worries me, Jay, is that it came not from Apple saying, OK, how can we make biometric identification better from that premise? It did not start from that from that start. It actually started from the fact that they had this vision to extend the screen. Yeah. All entire. Yeah. The entire length of the phone. It came from that and it came from then the next problem, which was, okay, can we, can we embed the touch ID into the front of the phone? And what's, what's really interesting is that Apple has come out and said that, yes, they did look into that. Yes, they did research that. And no, they were not able to achieve that. Therefore, they went full in. This is over a year ago, by the way. So that's another interesting thing. There have been stories yeah. saying this was like three months ago. They didn't no, know. They were no, still no trying way. to do it. Yeah, which is another. Yeah, I, yeah we digress. We digress. Um, so it just that the fact that it came from that and the fact that Apple pivoted. They did pivot a long time ago. I give them that. And they, they went all in and they, they, they said, um, you know, yeah, this is this is what we need to do at this point. Um, that gives me pause, and and also again, what I'll say is is that the way that I use Touch ID now is using Face ID going to work for me in my day to day and in my workflow and the way that I use my iPhone. And I don't know, I don't know. I mean, there's there's only one way to find out, and this coming Friday, or if you're listening on release day or post day for us today, is the day to start figuring that out. <laughs> yeah and and along with the front facing camera i think I, you know they're gonna do face id and one of the silly things that uh they they 
mention, and I think we mentioned before, was the Animoji. I think that's going to be. I don't know. I I I feel like I hope it 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 carries on. It's not going to be like those weird Apple Watch, you know, animated gifts, creepy animated gifts that they had when they first came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really shows off the technology, and um, it does. It, re- it really tracks your face um, whenever w- when you move it. So yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it it I I think what was smart, what I've noticed, and and again, refer back to the YouTube videos from today. The one thing I noticed in, in the ones that I watched was that they didn't just showcase an, the Animojis, but side by side, they showcased the improved um, uh, face effects on Snapchat. Yes. Yeah. So other people was, other people can like uh, tap into it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, very, it was very smart of Apple to say, okay, this is our thing that we have going here, Animojis. And guess what? The same technology will allow you to have a way better and a perfectly facial mapped Snapchat, yeah. whatever it's called. I don't even know. I'm old. I don't use Snapchat. Man, I need to get more hip, Jay. You start <laughs> using that Snap. But anyhow, um, needless to say, we are extremely excited. Overall, um, speaking for both of us, we're, we're, we're super hyped uh, for Friday. Like I mentioned, Jay, uh, this is my first iPhone that I'm getting on release date. That's crazy. I can't believe in, that. In 10 years. I mean, how fitting is that? Yeah. What I, what I always would do uh, prior was kind of install the latest uh, iOS version, put my previous phone through the paces, wait a little while for the for the hype to die down, and just kind of do it from there. And, and actually, last year, I did try on, on obviously, on launch day and, and failed miserably. So um, I have redeemed myself. I got it reserved. I'm going to head over to pick it up at around noon. And... Yes, it's going to <laughs> be a glorious day. Uh, can't wait to share my thoughts with all of you, with you, Jay. And uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and go back to our show beer, uh, Stone's Chocovesa, and give our final ratings. Um, so I guess I'll go first. Um, yes. Actually, I actually cracked my second bottle. You're on number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week, man. Hey, there you go. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not going to be as bad as it was last week. Um, <laughs> so I picked up a six pack of this on Friday, I believe. I picked up this and then the four pack of the... Uh, critical band mm-hmm. so i actually did some research over the weekend i had four bottles i i, I drank <laughs> four of the six over the weekend good job and you know, i was doing some you know it's for the show um <laughs> and it's it was weird like the first time i had it, i was like okay it's a stout i can taste chocolate um mm-hmm. and then the next two that i had i was like uh, i'm not really feeling it um mm-hmm. today for whatever reason i don't know I don't know. Maybe it's just because the stars aligned so, but I think it's it, it. This these two that I had right now were like the best. I don't know. They 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 tasted better than when I first had them, and definitely better than the. I think I had two more on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 crazy. Uh, the the description is it had a lot of stuff in there. So you know, like mm-hmm. chocolate and and cocoa coffee. Uh, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon. It's very complex. And now that I sit down to, to really talk about it and, and, you know, pay attention to how it tastes. um, Mm -hmm. It's very complex. You can taste everything that the description mentions. So Mm -hmm. um, I I, want to do like the two ratings. I don't want to do that now, but 
I, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of want to, yeah. but I, I don't feel like it's doing it justice. Um, that's tough for me because I had, um, what was it? The, uh, when I had, uh, we're at my buddy Joe's house, the, uh, uh-huh. the abnormal. Uh, bottle logic? Bottle oh, logic, yeah. I think it was, oh. yeah, no, 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 bottle logic. Okay. And, yeah, and I was like completely spoiled by that and I hate to compare. Uh-huh. And then no, I, that's, that's a fair comparison. Think, thinking back, um, and, and thinking back to our very first episode, uh, Cappuccino Stout, um, mm-hmm. Lagunitas. That was that was good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it. So tough, man. I feel bad. It's good. I don't give it three seven five. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Um, I would. I don't know if I would buy it again. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if if and and you mentioned at the very beginning that they changed their their tagline. Mm-hmm. Do have they changed? um the recipe do you know you know it i think this is a good transition and and we'll i guess go back and forth with this but it's just kind of perfect um this is the third year could be the yeah. fourth but i'm pretty sure it's the third year 14 15 yeah. 16 17 so third yeah four. third year that third Three. year that i've had this beer <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i thought i was bad at math no, I, no, no okay no, no um and i have to say unfortunately this is the worst batch that I've had okay. in the past three years. Yeah, it it um, I don't know what they did to be quite honest with you. My my palate, honestly, it is not that refined to where I can pinpoint, um, I can remember from last year or even the year before that certain specific flavors and elements. I can I can for a couple. I can for a couple. Um, and let me let me explain. Um, the 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 chili, it, it is far. Far less pronounced oh. than it was the past okay. two years. Yeah. See, okay. See. Um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah. 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 The Mexican hot chocolate. I've never had one. So I. Oh. Okay. I. It, you know, inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. I don't mm-hmm. know what it tastes like, so I don't know what they're. Yeah. Shooting for. Sure. But um, just 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 yeah. my personal taste. Like I, you know, I you know I'll drink stouts. I I, I like them, when, especially when it's you know we're getting towards the season mm-hmm. but for some reason this one like i i don't think i would buy it again um yeah yeah no it's, it's just it's, not the flavor combination isn't for you it's uh, for me i think um i think i would have liked more coffee and less chocolate okay yeah no that's absolutely and what i'm what i'm saying in terms of the the recipe or at least the elements of the recipe uh first of all the chili yeah i can i can I can almost, I can really remember last year. I can really, I can somewhat remember the year before that, but I remember that the chili being more pronounced and more present and it being a great counter to all the sweet flavors, but, but really, okay, I'll put it to this way. Um, the, um, Frutalica that we had a few shows back from stone that did have, uh, some chili with it as well. That level I really liked. That level it, it it stood up to the hops. It was really well balanced at the same time, but it was there. And it was present, and it, and it counteracted against those other flavors. I would have really loved the chili right. to Got have it. been able to do that yeah, with yeah. with this batch of Chocovesa, and unfortunately, it didn't when previous years did. Um, the the um, that finish that I mentioned um, yeah, earlier like, in the show, it's sweet. That it's bit, like, yeah, sweet. But for me, I got for for me, I got really big bittersweet chocolate, and okay. it was just it was too bitter for me on the finish, it, and it, it was it was definitely overall off putting. Um, 
overall, do I still really enjoy this beer? Is it still one of my favorite stouts? Absolutely. Um, and just to kind of give you a quick kind of rundown on my previous scores, I, I, I looked at my untapped mm-hmm. and last yeah, year yeah. I, did, I did score this as a uh, four seven five, wow. and it said in my review, I said rating upgraded. So which means that the previous year I gave it either four two five or a four four point five, which was okay. probably a four point five considering how much I remember really enjoying this. Okay. So this year I'm going to drop it down to a four two five. Okay. Um, I, I I still really enjoy it. Again, still one of my favorite stouts. Um, is it the best representation of Chocovesa that I've ever had? No. And I do hope that whatever Stone did this year, that they uh, that they get back on track next year and and uh, you know produce it back uh, like they did back when uh, it was really kind of gaining traction and, and first became one of my favorite stouts. All right, so four two five for Nick, three seven five for me. So indeed, indeed. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap up, Jay. And as we do that, why don't you let the folks listening at home know where they can send you suggestions for iPhone 10 cases for your wife. That's a great point because <laughs> you're you're on it, man. We need to buy her a case because we've got a two-year-old who throws our phones all over the place. As we well know, my iPhone 7 got cracked. Um, please send fashionable iPhone 10 cases <laughs> suggestions uh, to me at Twitter, at Jay Torres. Um, I will be uh, putting my ratings for beers that I've had on Untapped at JSORs as well and Instagram um, at Bay Area Beer Life on Instagram. Awesome, Jay. Uh, everyone uh, listening can reach me at or on Untapped at Nick Pro, N I C K P R O. Our show accounts on both Twitter and Instagram at IBU Podcast. Uh, please continue to download, subscribe, Uh, Leave us some reviews on wherever you do happen to listen and catch your podcasts. And, um, you know, let us know. Hit us up. What beers you would like for us to try. Tech topics that you would like for us to cover. And send us your reviews and your first experiences or impressions with the iPhone X. We'd love to hear them. And uh, we'll really be looking forward to joining you next week for another delicious beer and interesting tech topic. And until then, Nick, cheers, man. Cheers. Oh. Before I keep forgetting, should I just use my fancy dancy pixel camera and just take a picture of the pumpkin bottle? No, you know what? That's my bad. I've I've totally lagged. I carved we carved the pumpkins tonight, so I will do it. Oh, you're gonna do it with the pumpkin? Yeah, I'm gonna do it with the pumpkin. Nice. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> That's why you're the brains of the operation, bro.